Here's a story from The World. The Republican National Convention kicked off last night in North Carolina. One speaker, Florida businessman Maximo Alvarez, was emotional as he connected his family's journey from Cuba to his support for President Trump. President Trump, he's fighting the forces of anarchy and communism. And I know he will continue to do just that. The Trump campaign wants to win over voters with ties to Cuba and Venezuela. First-time Latino voters have also been our focus this election season. Voters like Brian Guevara in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This summer, he told us politicians don't shape his opinions. For that, he goes to his mom. She's the only influencer I ever had, to be honest. You know, I really don't look up to anybody else. This week in our series, Every 30 Seconds, we hear from Guevara's mother, Nodia Mena, about her own political journey. Naomi Prilo from WUNC reports. It is really, really, really messy, but I'm going to show you. Nodia Mena shows off her garden. It's a hobby she's recently taken up. As soon as she opens the door, her dog, Neo, runs out. (laughs) Neo, you are so opportunist. (laughs) So we have... I have pepper, basil, I even have a tiny avocado there coming. Minna, who's 48, says this is a rare moment for her. She's usually busy with her job as a Spanish language instructor at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. And when she's not teaching, she spends time watching political commentary on YouTube. Today, she's listening to a little bit of Trevor Noah before moving on to John Oliver. First, I put Oliver, what's his name, the one on HBO? I have Trevor, Oliver, um, what's the name of the other guy? Um, Steve, Cordell? Oh, Stephen Colbert. 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 Mina is very involved in politics. It's a topic she discusses with her kids, like Brian, who will be voting for the first time this year. She'll always have, you know, MSNBC or, um, you know, something on. And, you know, she's she's the type of person that always make, wants me to make up my own mind. Um, so, um, you know, she never really told me, hey, Brian, you need to be a Democrat. She'll always just try to ask me my opinions on, on things so I could be informed. Brian has used his mother's teaching to weigh his options for this year's presidential elections. That kind of guidance is very different from when Mena voted for the first time in Honduras, where she's from. That was nearly 30 years ago. She says she didn't take voting seriously then. I voted for the least <laughs> likely to win party because I just I just felt like it would it didn't matter who would win, you know? Like we didn't count like as a Garifuna, as a black woman in Latin America. My vote didn't matter. It didn't count at all. Then she moved to New York. Mena says she still vividly remembers her first time being introduced to U.S. politics. I was in the Bronx, and Bill Clinton came to Lehman College, and, and everybody was like, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. And I was like, okay. Like, I had no idea. I came to the U.S. in 1991. This guy is running in 1992. I don't know anything about U.S. politics. But it was such a huge enthusiasm. And someone invited me to go around. We couldn't even get into the event. I mean, it was so many people, so many cars. And that was all new for me. That image stuck with her. So she started to watch the news and follow certain candidates and their policies to see what it was all about. But Mena says she still didn't vote due to her own ignorance. That changed when she started working for the Barack Obama campaign years later. I realized that during that time when I was going around canvassing, how misinformed people are as far as the reasons why we need to vote and how easy it is to influence people's view 
not only about the candidates, but also about the um, party. Minna says with Obama, she finally saw someone who not only looked like her, but connected with her. As an Afro-Latina, she says this is important to encourage voter enthusiasm. I realized that we needed to, as as Afro-descendants, we needed to get more involved in the decisions that were being made for us. Minna says candidates usually try to reach out to one group or the other to secure that particular vote. But when you identify with more than one group, sometimes it can be an isolating experience. It will matter to me if they reached out specifically to Afro-Latinas. But this is the thing, though. I don't think politicians should continue to think about people as this is Indian, this is Black, this is Latino. I think that this is the time where we should strive towards equity. How candidates do voter outreach is part of the issue, but so is voter identity. For Afro-Latinos to stand in solidarity with African-Americans, Minna says both groups need to learn each other's history. We have to start from there. Because if I just come and say, okay, I am an Afro-Latina and I stand in solidarity with African-Americans, I don't think that there is enough information out there about Afro-Latinos for that connection to start automatically. We have to become more educated about each other's existence. And she has that same belief for Latinos outside of the U.S. In Latin America, let me start from Latin America, that solidarity is non-existent as far as the non-Black Latinos with the Black Latinos. As a matter of fact, when you say Latinos... It does not include me in that that group. You have to specifically say Afro-Latinos. Why? And that's not lost on our son, Brian, who is in school to become a teacher. He says more students need teachers of color to better connect with them. And Nodi Amina thinks that kind of representation is necessary for future generations. For The World, I'm Naomi Prelo in North Carolina.